0: You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3.
1: Sarah J. Hauser says she is no stranger to weariness. Her own story including depression, grief, and tears. She is now inviting us to find true rest by letting go of the burdens we were never meant to carry in her new resource, All Who Are Weary. Sarah, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I think Bridget kind of uh, hit on it a little bit there. But tell us, what was the spark that got you to write this book?
2: Yeah, so back in uh, 2018, 2019, I went through a real dark season of depression. And, and, you know, it was a little bit longer than that, but that was really the, the heat of that season for me. And during that time, I was in counseling, and my counselor told me to write down all these things that I was believing and wrestling through, and then to write down truth alongside it. Then as the pandemic hit in 2020 and just all kinds of stuff in the last couple of years, as I wrestled through some of my own struggle, I started to see some of those, some themes emerge and I started to just see how other people were kind of struggling with similar things, uh, even if the circumstances were different. And so I found myself coming out of a real season of restlessness and depression and grief and finding that other people kind of needed that same encouragement that I needed So kind of through that process, that started the the beginnings of a book for me, which I wasn't planning on writing originally, but the Lord just kind of led me down that path through my own wrestling. And and I found that other people needed that same encouragement.
1: Yeah, you're taking us along for the journey, uh, the journey where you found True Rest. So what does that mean, True Rest? Why do you think so many of us uh, may be rejected or just haven't been able to find it?
2: Yeah, I think for so many of us, and myself included, one of the things I'm learning is that is that we're often looking for rest that's going to come just around the corner, right? Like let me get around this corner of this busy season or this situation in my life, and and then rest will happen. You know, let me get through my to do list or or whatever it may be, and then you know I, I heard somebody once say once eventually we realize there are no corners, <laughs> right? Like the next thing happens, and we realize it's not just about getting around the corner. But as I've looked at scripture, it's so clear that Jesus invites us into a kind of rest that doesn't depend on our circumstances. It depends on our God. And our rest that we can have is, is really founded in who he is, not in how restful our circumstances feel. And I think sometimes because of our desire to control or our pride, all kinds of things we can so easily say, I don't want that, God. I want, I, want my, I want to control my circumstances, or I want to make things a certain way instead of coming to Christ and finding that rest in Him.
0: Chapter by chapter, you deal with each one of these things. We just played a song a little bit ago about from Crowder that God really loves us. So when we mm. kind of understand that, how does that enable us to rest in Him?
2: Yeah, so this is something that during my real darkest season of depression, I I really struggled with, do, do I actually believe God loves me? You know, and I grew up in the church, I grew up singing Jesus loves me this I know, but really under the surface, I thought, you know, God God's kind of putting up with me. God's, you know, I I'm I'm a disappointment to him and he loves me because, you know, he has to love me. And it's it's not a, a real deep unconditional love, but what I've been discovering and, and as I look at scripture I see that it is the steadfast love of the Lord that keeps us steadfast right and and it's not just the fact that we are loved you know we can experience love from a parent or from a child or from a spouse um, but those people will always disappoint us right and those those relationships as wonderful and as needed and as god-given as they are are that's a that's an imperfect love and so we can't sometimes find our security in those relationships because we know somebody will always disappoint us. But with God, you know, the psalmist talks about the steadfast love of the Lord um, and, and Exodus 34, the steadfast love of the Lord, that theme is all through Scripture. And it's when we understand that God's love is unchanging and unconditional, it's like our souls can take a deep breath, you know, and, and no matter what happens in our life, we can trust that God loves us and that God is doing what is best for us, even if we don't like what he's doing at the time, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And sometimes we miss that because of self-condemnation. You talk about that in chapter three, how when we are struggling with just believing we've blown it too many times, that condemnation can keep us from really that that rest that you're talking about.
2: Yeah, this is probably one of the, the biggest things that I have struggled with. I had some situations I talk about in the book that I really struggled with guilt and just hearing these accusations from the evil one. Some of them were true, right? Like the devil knows how to call out your very real failures, and some of them were not true. He builds these half-truths, but wrestling with what does it really mean that there's no condemnation for those who in Christ Jesus? Mm. And I'm, again, I'm still learning all this, but getting my mind around the fact that God's grace is greater than all of my failures. I mean, what a freeing truth we have through Christ that he really declared it is finished. And sometimes in my self-condemnation, it's almost like I'm saying, ah, it, it's not really finished though, is it? But when we actually can deep in our souls, rest in the finished work of Christ. You know, then we get to parent and live and work out of that freedom and out of that security and out of that grace rather than trying to earn something or rather than having to beat ourselves up for whatever failure, whether true or false failure that we're dealing with in our lives.
0: You know, we talked just a few minutes ago about burdens and how sometimes they become ingrained in who we are almost and they it becomes almost impossible to get rid of that because That burden is who we are. We carry it. And worry is one of those really damaging burdens that we carry throughout our life, isn't it?
2: Yes, definitely. And I think this is something that's that's probably common to every person, right? We all worry (laughs) at different times and whether it's about small things or big things. But again, like we look at the words of, of Scripture and Jesus says, do not be anxious about your life. You know, and I read that passage in Matthew 6, and I, you know, I think, come on, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we've got so much to be to be anxious about, to be worried about. But it's because of the steadfastness, again, of who God is and who, who Jesus is. And, and through His Spirit, um, we actually don't need to be worried. And those worries that we're going to have can be a catalyst to push us into the arms of God and to run to Him through prayer rather than, you know, just trying to handle these things on our own.
1: Well, in chapter six, you also talk about insecurity and how that's really rooted in the fact that we're looking to either ourselves or others, just anyone other than where we really need to be finding our identity. How does this rob us of rest?
2: You know, I I hear sometimes on Instagram or just in the culture and, and even in the church sometimes just these messages of finding yourself or doing doing whatever it is that kind of fills you up. And, and some of that's not all bad, but when we are seeking to find our identity completely in ourselves or in what others think of us, we're always going to be trapped by this daily need to evaluate our performance, right? Or try to prove our worth or this attempt to preserve our image. We're always going to be wondering, do I check these boxes? Am I enough? But the beauty of the gospel is that we don't even have to ask the question of if we're good enough. Like that that question, it's not just, oh, yes, we are good enough or we're not good enough. That question is completely irrelevant, right? Because Christ, again, declared that it is finished. He sees and approves of us through Christ, through the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so now, again, we get to live out of that security, our secure place in the kingdom of God as his beloved child, and there's no need to prove ourselves in, in front of any judge or jury. You know, Tim Keller talks about this idea that the verdict is in, right? And now I perform, I live my life on the basis of the verdict, not for a verdict. And so looking outside to, to Christ in order to form our identity is so, so freeing because we know what the verdict is. We know that the verdict is in. And we're now we're not performing or trying to seek approval uh, in a way that leaves us exhausted. You know, running after those things uh, leaves our souls and sometimes our bodies completely exhausted.
0: So you go through, there's more in this book to to talk about, but if I jump to the very end, so we're carrying these burdens through life. We need to find the rest and release those as best as possible, right? So you say, okay, so here's some things we can carry. What are those things that we should be carrying instead of these burdens?
2: Yeah. So two things that scripture talks about is carrying our cross and carrying each other's burdens. And if we are so weighed down by all of these other burdens, like worthlessness and condemnation and and comparison, we'll never be able to actually have the strength to carry our cross and to carry, carry others' burdens, as Galatians 6 talks about. But these are the calls that we have as believers is to carry our cross and to live out this Christian and and this new creation way of living that Christ has called us to. And that's not always easy, but that's the reality of calling that God has given us that we get to do. And we don't do that in a way that wears down our souls because we have the Holy Spirit helping us to carry that. And the other thing is, as a church and as a people, we get to carry each other's burdens. Rested people can help other people rest, right? And when we're so exhausted, we're not able to help other people rest. But when we have a soul and even a body at rest, we can help carry those other burdens that other people are wrestling with.
1: Sarah, we just have about 30 seconds remaining, but what has that rest been like for you now on the other side of the weirdness and the depression that you talked about now having gone through this journey of, of surrender and finding rest? What is that like on the other side?
2: Again, this is all still stuff I, I'm continuing to learn and to sometimes wrestle with, but I will say there is a deep freedom that comes knowing you know that there's no condemnation and knowing that my identity is secure. And I feel like for me, I've been able to have this paradigm shift in my mind and my heart that has allowed me to move forward in my life with a renewed joy and an endurance that allows me to walk through my everyday life with a sense of, again, endurance and joy that I, I don't know that I had the same extent before.
0: But this is a lifelong struggle. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think there's perfection through all this (laughs) process.
1: Yeah, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) But we can find some help along the way in this book from Sarah J. Hauser called All Who Are Weary. We want you to find out all about it. You can even read the first few pages when you head to ericandbridget.org.
0: Sarah, thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. We do appreciate it. We uh, thank you for helping us this morning uh, have a better understanding of this.